0: Are you listening? Damn. Uh.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hello there, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Attacking 2 podcast on a great day. On a very, very exciting day, because earlier today, this morning, really. The inevitable has happened and Mr. Frank Lampard has been announced as Chelsea's new manager. Of course, I am here today joined again with my co-host or my co-host, I'm his co-host. We are co-hosts of each other. Jimmy Funnel. Jimmy, how are you doing? As you can see, people, sorry, Jimmy, um, no more guests, no guests today. Again, we're possibly thinking of doing it like interchanging a week with a guest, a week without a guest, kind of going back and forth with that. Um, So it might be a little bit shorter this time. We said that last time it was just us, two, but we still went for an hour. So who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, Jimmy, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Is it a good day? We just like to talk.
0: eh? Uh, I'm feeling grand. I mean, what a day. Sun's out. Got a new manager. Got some coaching staff coming in. The only snag is, you know, we have to say goodbye to Gianfranco Zola. But
1: we'll be talking about that. But good day. It is a good day. I agree. I mean, like I said, the inevitable happened. I mean, we've known for for weeks, months, you could almost say every month is a bit of an exaggeration, but a month. Anyway, like that's kind of how long we've known for. And it's taken us a while, whether it was us taking ages or whether it was Derby taking ages to sort their stuff with Koku out or whether it was a mix of the both, uh, the two. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I mean, we delayed preseason by two days. Who cares? Two days makes no difference. So we're just fine. It's no extreme delay. Like it, it was actually it was two two um weeks last year, but last year was with the World Cup even trickier. Um, so it really didn't affect anything. Pre season and training will start tomorrow, then it will fly out to Ireland for preseason training there. So it's good, it's it's exciting times, and um definitely yeah. It's when I watched his first press conference earlier today. I don't know. It, it just felt good. Like I don't know. I got the feels going. I got the buzz going. Even though I need to contain that buzz because it's not going to be that great the first season. I don't think. I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't think so. Um, I don't know. I put it in a tweet earlier. Follow both of our Twitter's by the way, and also subscribe on YouTube. Almost forgot to mention it. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on the iTunes. Subscribe on the Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. And leave us all the great ratings, the likes, the ratings on iTunes, everything. Um, so please do that. Um, but yeah, you know, check out our Twitters, the links to it is down in the description and the Attack and Two podcast Twitter, because we do tweet things there. We will try to be more and more active then. Anyway, what I was trying to say is um that I tweeted it's kind of like even like when you go away for a long while, and even if even though you have a great time, nothing beats coming home. And that's kind of what That press conference by Lampard felt like a little bit like I liked sorry. We had a great time with content this first season. But then Lampard coming home today in a press conference, that it kind of just felt like coming home. I mean, I know he's coming home, but that's the feeling it gave me a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's good. And I hope I hope things go well with the youth, with you know, he seemed very very demanding of himself, which I'm not sure was the greatest move of how he basically demands top four of himself this season. Not sure that's a great move by him um, because that will make the media expect that from him. And once we don't achieve that, the media will scrutinise him as they always do with Chelsea managers. So that's why I'm not sure it's a great move. Um, I like his idea and that he is so, um, you know, demanding of himself that he sets, sets such high targets because, you know, yes, Chelsea should be in the top four, but with the current situation, losing Hazard and the transfer ban, I don't think that should be expected of him and the team this season. But either way, um, it's exciting. And um, did you, do you want to th- say anything about something that he said sure, in the press conference? Or? just don't
0: want to interrupt you, mate.
1: Sorry. Um, man. I think the coming home feeling that you're talking
0: about, it's got something to do with us. You know, as said, also a big fan of Sari. it was a shame to see him go. But uh, I think this coming home just adds to us regaining a bit of our identities. You know, that identity that we established over... Longer period than a decade with that old guard and spine that we would formed. I mean, Peter Cech coming back first—that was already a, a huge, huge thing for people who loved that that period of our uh, history. Now we have got Frank Lampard back. I mean, can it get any better? It's, it's. I think that's what really makes the the Chelsea identity uh, something that's makes me absolutely buzzing. I that's. You know, I'm, when blue, I'm proud to do it. I'd go outside, no problem. I mean, it's a bit weird in Austria. No one wears football shirts on the street, but they can go and F themselves. So that is just a day to be remembered. And I think we should be very happy about it. Um About the press conference, I said it on Twitter. Rhetorically speaking, it was just the best press conference I've had in a long time. Not only at Chelsea generally. It's just... The guy is such a class act, so that's why I hope the media will actually stop, you know, harassing us and talking about bullshit, more or less making up rumours the whole time like that. Did you see that uh, that report from the sun that Sari's in for Hudson Adoy now? That I, I thought what? I mean it's the sun, we, we shouldn't expect anything less, but that's bullshit. She did. She did. <laughs> I hope that Lampard going back an English coach is bad as that sounds maybe they'll normalize themselves not probably not but at least you know turn that down a notch and I think if we talk about favorite uh, bits of the that press conference my favorite part of it was when he talked about waking up today uh and describing that feeling what it meant to him to really be a Chelsea manager and that then ties in with the video that they posted where at the end you see him sitting there in the dressing room and you see the pride uh, banner there with the Chelsea Chelsea name and it's just it feels so right. I don't know if it's going to work out, you know, we saw Man United with Solskjaer could go either way but
1: yeah. bloody
0: hell, it's so exciting. Solskjaer
1: at United is not what Lampard is at Chelsea, that doesn't no. necessarily mean that it will no. go right, no. but It's not the same thing. Like everyone Of course not. Yeah, like Social is a Man United legend, but he's a different kind of legend to what Lampard is a chance. Like it's not it's not on the same kind of he's not like a Roy Keane, right? So
0: Alex Ferguson, for example, for United, manager, not player, we know that, but he's still one of those all time greats for them where you can say him coming back, for example, would be a huge thing for them. You know, he's so highly regarded. Frank Lampard is our best player, arguably, you know. some will say Peter is good, but for me, uh, I, I didn't get to see Peter good. I can only evaluate, the, the, you know, the last 20 years, 25 years, I've been able to watch football. And that's Frank Lambert for me is the best player we've had in that time. So him coming back, that doesn't ease the pressure off him, you know, but probably the exact opposite. But that's our expectations. You know, that is such a buzz that we can say, He's home and whatever comes, we'll try and support him as best we can. And when we talk about identity, let's hope that we can now unite as fan base again. I already said this often, but that's a very important uh, topic for me. So that's all that you can do. And that, I think that press conference really laid the ground foundation or the basis for that for the upcoming
1: season. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, like I said in my intro, whatever I... I do hope that it's not a bit of a risky move to, to aim as high and you know keep that, oh, we're you know we Chelsea, we need to be here and there, which is not wrong about, but back when that kind of idea and stuff and that just expectation and standard was implemented and was created at Chelsea within the last 15, 15 years or so, while that was being created, we had a much better team than we do right now and other teams were not as much better as they are now, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, it is a tricky thing. But, you know, if he pulls it off and we did, do manage to finish third, fourth, whatever. Great. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Don't see how Definitely, that would happen. Yeah. Unbelievable. If he does so, fair play. <laughs> Best better in the world, then. Um, but, yeah. no, of course, um other things that we do want to mention. Of course, we, we previously touched on it um, when Petr Pe- Cech was announced and there were the rumours about Claude Makalele joining, which still seems like a thing because... Lampard even mentioned him today. Yeah. He, and Drogba. And Drogba and, mentioned and both, Drogba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because the Chelsea, like the official Twitter, they did pick up on other names that he mentioned, but the Drogba and Makalele one, they ignored. Yeah. Like Because uh, it's kind of like, oh yeah, that was, th- that's official, but Lampard you should not have said that yet, kind of thing. And the um, journals
0: didn't even mention that before, and correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, they didn't, right? No, they didn't. And they, they didn't did, so they yeah. did pick up on oh, it. Oh, really? Those names? Well, wow. where did they come from? That that's yeah. good, yeah.
1: Yeah. And they didn't pick up on it either, the journalists. They didn't like ask follow-up questions, which I thought was a bit weird. Um maybe they they know already, possibly (laughs) journalists and know not to ask about it actually. Um and then he kind of just built himself. Either way, um what he also confirmed rather than just those two. Um, and obviously paid the check that we already know about, is some of his background staff. Anyway, of course, we don't know the full background staff because most of the names we will have never heard of. Um, but some of the names we know and some of the names were mentioned by Frank Lambert today. Of course, as was expected and as we all knew would happen, Jody Morris um, did follow Chelsea from Derby County to um, Chelsea as obviously his assistant coach. Alongside also, forgot his name again now, uh, not Chris, Chris Evans. Chris Jones. Chris Jones, the fitness coach. Fitness uh, coach, uh, yeah. Fitness coach that used to be at Chelsea already. Uh, I think was at Derby now with Lampard, was he? Yeah, he was, yeah. Exactly. He, was, he came in with Angelotti. Yeah, yeah. I think we said. Mm. Exactly. And then he le- left to, you know, go to Derby with Lampard. And now he's back, which is good because, you know, fitness seemed to be a bit more of an issue this season than it was in previous seasons. So maybe it's a good thing that that guy is back. Um, and also Joe Edwards, who um, is a coach in the, or was a coach in the academy, so, he actually was a player as part of our academy, then, you know, didn't end up making it and has been a coach in the academy since 2004, which is obviously ages, like really long time. Um, went through various age groups from kids to older. Um, in 16, 17, in contest first season, actually, he was our a lone player technical coach. That was mm-hmm. his role then. And then for the last two seasons, he has been the coach of the development squad, the under-23 squad. And Lampard is basically, you know, pulling him up to the first team, basically being kind of his other assistant next to Jody Morris. a bit like yeah. the kind of structure that we have with Mourinho and then Rui Faria and Steve Holland. Or like with Conte and his assistant and Steve Holland in the first season. So um, that is the kind of the situation we're in. And Lampard mentioned it himself. They know the club. I mean, Lampard knows the club as well. But Jody Morris and Joe Edwards are the club even better than Frank Lampard does because they've just been around for so long and they didn't have this period of Man City of New York City FC and punditry and that kind of period. I mean, Joe Edwards was here all along and Jody Morris only had that one year out. But other than that, they were here the entirety of the time. Like Literally, pretty much every player that has ever gone through the Chelsea Academy ever since Roman Abramovich put money into it, they know. Whether they've made it, whether they didn't make it, whether they made it elsewhere than at Chelsea... They've, they know all of these players. So you literally can't tell them anything about the academy. So our wishes of the younger players getting more of a chance now, mm. there's nothing better for them than Jody Morris and Joe Edwards being you know, in charge alongside Frank Lampard.
0: Lawrence, I think one can also add to that because he mentioned another name, that's Eddie Newton. And um, Eddie Newton, another advantage for Chelsea now, he was in charge or one of those guys in charge of the Lonees. So the Lone Army. Looking what's happening with them, how they're doing, etc. So, we've not only got the, as you mentioned, the absolute experts on the academy with us now, in the coaching staff. We've also got the expert on the loan uh, players. So, I mean, if there's ever going to be a chance for them to break into that uh,
1: first team, it's this year. I mean, undoubtedly. I completely agree, and that's why. There's always there's two complete standpoints to look at this. It's, for Lampard, it's at the same time too early and the perfect time, in my opinion. Yeah. So, kind of, it would have been perfect if the transfer ban came in two years' time. Then it would have been exact perfect, like, in my opinion, anyway. What it, whatever he would have done with Derby in the next two years, whether he would have gotten them promoted or not, who knows. But I think he could have done with another year or two experience in professional management. I think he could have done with that. Um but him starting during this transfer ban period is not a bad thing in the slightest. Because, yeah. and I'm sure we've mentioned this before, like I said previously, I say a lot of things at very different various channels. Like, you know, my channel and other places and Twitter and the, the podcast. So I never remember where I say what. But, um, you know, I hope that the board understands that the expectations should be lowered compared to what our expectations usually are. And that can only be a good thing for yeah. Lampard. And um, with the transfer ban, he is forced to use the young players. I mean, he probably would have done either way, I think. Mm. But now that with the transfer ban and him doing, using them, I think the board will be a bit more well accepting of possibly slightly worse results, whether it's only finishing sixth or whether it's even finishing seventh or eighth or whatever. I think there would be a lot more accepting of that than if, say, we didn't have a transfer ban and even kept Hazard, or at least if we had a transfer ban and kept Hazard, or if we had lost up but could have replaced him with someone big, I think they would be slightly mm. less accepting of bad results then. So I think it's actually a good situation in that way. Um, and like you said, the young players, of course, we also saw footage today of Ruben off the cheek taking his first steps without his brace and without crutches as well, which mm. was really good to see. Um, and also doing a bit of, um, not bench pressing, of leg pressing. Only five kilograms and he looked really bad. Yeah,
0: he uh, did struggle, yeah. That was yeah, really, yeah. really uh,
1: yeah. weird. uh Weird sight. If you think yeah. about, yeah. you like, could you could also see how much written. smaller his left thigh was to yeah. his right thigh, because, right thigh, because he couldn't train his left leg for the last what, what is it, one and a half, two months now almost. It was mid-May, so yeah, one and a half months, I guess, yeah. two months then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um you did see that. So it will take him a, a good while still to come back. Hopefully before 2020. I still think before 2020. Even though a lot of reports are saying, oh, it might be after 2020. I think it'll probably be back late November, early December time. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and oh, see. brilliant. Um, <laughs> oh, Lawrence,
0: oh, Lawrence, I, I got it. Because, you know, we're trying to keep this a bit casual. We don't have to have like this absolute linear structure. Yeah, it's I got to ask you, because uh, we haven't talked about this yet. Uh, reports of Danny Drinkwater maybe getting a lifeline at Chelsea. Because, you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me here. Tell but- you tweets about it. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, but I I know he's been. Well, I don't want to see Parasite because he, he, you know, he was given a contract worth 150 grand a week as chill on Chelsea, not Springwater. Why well, Why didn't leave? We don't know exactly. We can't say if he just didn't want to leave or if the club just couldn't find anyone to pay his wages.
1: We don't know. You know, but that's basically that's... the same thing though. Because if he was willing to lower his wages, he would have found a club. So that's why he didn't want to leave.
0: So well, no, any sane person uh, with a working contract, why would he do that? None, no person. It's very, well, very, hypocr- it's very hypocritical of people to say, well, "Yeah, but he wants to play." Come on, he's got
1: a family. He want- he wants to have this luxurious lifestyle, like any other player. But oh no, I agree. But then I don't, I don't buy the thing when players say, "Oh, you know, you want to play. You're frustrated when you're on the bench." I'm like, well, which is it then? <laughs> like, you oh, know, that's know. where it comes from. But, uh, but I get you.
0: Coming back to the uh, the actual footballing term, you know, he was great for Leicester City. I think people underestimate how large a part he played. Uh, that contributed to Leicester City winning that title for uh, oh, four years now, isn't it? Yeah. It's going to be four years, yeah. Um, so well, three to four years, anyway. But you know, he he played well there, and I'm not saying he's going to be a you know a starting place Chelsea quality, but. I think he can do bits, you know, until Ruben Loftus-Cheek is back, then we could loan him out and sell him next summer. Depending on whether Frank Lampard sees something in Timo Bakayaka, I'm not going to even mention Marco Van Ginkel because the guy's currently always injured and always setbacks. I feel sorry for him, but I could imagine him uh, retiring at some point soon. So, what do you think about Drinkwater? Because I think it's at least worth a shot. You know, whoever is crap sort them out, but if he's good in training, why not? You know, he's a homegrown player as well.
1: Yeah, well, if he is good, but I don't think he is or will be, you know, like, it's easy to say the caveat of, like, if they are good. Well, but yeah, you could have that argument for, I don't know, Bakayoko, and you could even have it for Jody Morris himself. If he's still good, how about you just, you know, register him as a player? Like I'm all down with Frank Lampard player, mate. <laughs> all down. <laughs> player <laughs> manager. Um but, but you get the point like why, Like yeah he was really good at Leicester City but it was a completely different style of football to what we're hopefully going to play so he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been good even at that point in the Man City team either like let's be honest um, he fit perfectly into that Leicester team and also it was the 15-16 season we're now going into the 1920 season and since then well for well almost two years he's barely played like it's not even just one season. He didn't play much on the content either. So he played like what five games? Ten games? Something yeah, like that.
0: I think it was about ten, yeah.
1: Yeah. And how many of them was a the starter? Two, three? Not more than that. Yeah, 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 So, you know, even if he was even because even if he was very good at Leicester, like if someone doesn't play for two years and that without injury, they're kinda of like, Well, what what is the point? I understand the whole wages situation, but I would rather see Trevor Chalabar given a chance than Danny Drinkwater, like do you know what I mean? I mean I yeah, still- but you need
0: a mix of ex- experience as well, Matt. You know, you need you need experience and youth. You can't just have all youth. And you know, we can't yeah, but be he's you still, know, the, beggars can't be
1: choosers. Like it's not like he would be you know an important player. We still have the experience in someone like Kante, and someone like Jorginho, and someone like Kovacic who and he's twenty-five, but he's experienced a lot. You have Aspelicueti, you have David Luiz, you have Giroud. you have the experience players. Like, I don't think you need a drink water here who's experienced one season of what it's like to what we actually need. And that is Leicester. <laughs> well, he was really good
0: before that, uh, partially. But what, what I mean is, this is a year of firsts. This is a situation we haven't been in before. We can't just get in another person or another player. You know, we'll, we'll get rid of him eventually. But I'm just saying we should be open-minded, not just say, yeah, drink water has to go immediately. Wait and see, you know, what Lampard says. Uh, he says everyone starts at zero. We'll see. You know, if he's not as good as Bakayoko or, I don't know, Trevor Chalabar, Mace Mount, well, I think Mace Mount's going to stay with us anyway, but you get my point. Then, then brilliant, you know. If not, bye. But I, I think what I'm trying to say is I think it's unfair to already say because he hasn't played or he wasn't that good or I don't know, whatever. Yeah, he shouldn't stay here. We shouldn't be selling players really at this moment. I'm even going to say this about Alonso because we should evaluate who's good enough and just keep them on the bench because we can't be really picky here. There's an injury in midfield again that, say, for example, because you named it Kante's injured or Jorginho's injured. Suddenly things look pretty bleak. You know, we haven't really got people to, uh, to replace them. If Injury in August or September. Look what happened at the end of the tail end of last season. We just lost what was it, three or four players, key players, even though they were young. That that did that hurt. You know, we still ended the season on the high, but if that happens at the start of an Ampard season, not nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but still, we bought the guy for thirty-five million. He's one hundred fifty grand. That's why you need to sell him, you know, to like open up funds for another time. Because sure. you know, you just there's no point in like if you add that up over fifty-two weeks. And I don't know whether footballers get fifty-four, you know, salaries a year. I don't know how it works for them. Um, but like, if you add that up of how much how much money one hundred fifty grand a week is. Definitely. It's just a complete waste of money, in all honesty. Like, you can't Absolutely. compare it to Alonso either. Like, I don't like Alonso, but Alonso is a genius compared to Danny Drinkwater. So, like, Alonso has done good things for this club. Danny Drinkwater has won gold against Stoke, and that's it. <laughs> and we won that game five anyway. So. I,
0: I fully understand that, Lawrence. I know. And I'm not saying that they're on the level in that regard. I'm just saying we should be open-minded. I'm not even advocating. He has to stay. He has to be there. He has to play. I'm saying... Why not consider him as a squad player if we need him? That's all, you
1: know? For me, it's not down to us anyway. I mean, I do hope that... Of course. I do hope that I just put enough... That I can put enough trust in Lampard that if he wants Drinkwater to, to stay, that is a good decision. And if he does want him to stay, that is also a good decision. So whatever he decides, I hope is the right decision. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that he will decide to if we can get rid of him, let's get rid of him because we just don't need him. Because if you think about it, you you mentioned the injury thing. Well we have look, we have quite a few players in midfield, like especially with Mason Mount and Bakayoko coming back. Like we don't know for sure whether Bakayoko will still be out. But we do have plenty of people around. Like we have Kovacic, we have Barkley, we have Jorginho, and we have Kante. Those are four completely fit players from the start of the season. You know, let's not even mention Ruben off the cheek for now because he will be out for a few months of the season first. So those those are the four. And then you have Mason Mount, who I think will play a you know fairly big role, at least in cup games and as a squad player to come off the bench quite mm-hmm. regularly. And then you also have Timmy Bakayoko, who I rate quite significantly higher than Drinkwater, in my opinion. Oh, I do as well.
0: Don't get me and wrong.
1: Have, but that's six midfielders for three positions, and that's not even including Ruben of the cheek. You don't need Drinkwater. Like you don't need seven players for three positions. That depends
0: whether he really sees Mason Mount fit to stay or if he gets loaned out. We don't know. It, oh, yeah, depends, on, it depends on whether Room Loftus-Cheek may really take until January. Oh, bloody hell, I hope not. But, you know, if that is the case, depends on whether he likes Bakayoko more or... Uh, Bakayoko. Or um, drink water, really, you know. And as said, one injury and things look bleak. If we're playing with a three midfield, we're only playing with two we we'll s-
1: really play with two.
0: Well, I don't think we're going to play with two. You can't really, you're right. Even if he's a bit further forward, it's not that kind of a sorry formation.
1: Yeah.
0: Still, it would be a problem. So yeah. We'll, we'll have to win see.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, if he doesn't decide on Mount to stay, but that would be very surprising to me. Oh, like yeah. he, we don't know for sure. And then, you also have Ethan Ampelou, if we play with a double pivot, if we're if we playing a two, 4 no. two, three, one he could certainly play in that position. I'd rather him than drink water. Okay, um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, to be to be to be fair, um, let's just wait what well, Lampard does. I think we've spent already way too much time talking about Danny Drinkwater. <laughs> we to well, it wasn't just
0: Drinkwater; it was about other, <laughs> yeah, you know the midfield. I know. But I, I I know I know. So I would actually like to have a poll where we decide who you have a, more of an agenda against, like Olivia Giroux or Danny Drinkwater. It'd be very intriguing to know. But <laughs> no, no, you're right. It's, <laughs> but we, we should we should that. move on because I think. Ethan Ampadu would be a, a topic for itself. I think we could talk 30 minutes just about Ethan Ampadu, yeah. but I haven't got the time for that. Yeah. But anyway, I think one, one, one really big point that has to be made, and that's something... Ugh, I feel sorry for him. Gianfranco Zona
1: leaving. Agreed. It's Thank just such a shame how it ended. I put it out on Twitter earlier. Obviously, he has left the club now with Mauricio Sari as he was part of his Beckham staff. And um, I put down Twitter early that I would it's disappointing news in my opinion. Like, I would have loved for him to stay on as part of the backroom staff. I don't necessarily think he should have been an assistant coach. I wouldn't have wanted him instead of Jody Morris or, or Joe Edwards or something, but I would have wanted him to be part of the backroom staff. Now, someone put a, a very fair response to that to me on Twitter. I said, maybe Gianfranco Soto just doesn't want to do that. Maybe that's the reason he isn't here anymore. Awesome. Maybe he. Lampard didn't want him as an assistant but he didn't want to be less than that and maybe then he said well then I'm going to leave and possibly be a manager myself again I mean it's not like he's only done it for one season like while only semi-successful he's done plenty of seasons as a manager um, I said plenty Semi, but semi-successful
0: it. is, I think you're you know sugarcoating it a bit there he was being terrible up until promoted. now huh? you got Watford promoted right? oh okay. No, no, he didn't. They, they, they lost in the. In oh yeah, the player but he was manager
1: with that ridiculous. Yeah, so. that,
0: yeah, yeah, sure, but that's you know that's not. No, no, of course, because, because his wanted. time at West Ham was terrible. At Cagliari, it was terrible, and Birmingham City to Jesus, that was a that was a catastrophe. So, I think one has to be careful if he if he goes to South, uh, Saudi Arabia or something maybe, but.
1: Otherwise. the only people that really have a lot of good things to say about him are what for people like Troy Deaney says he was a great manager. Um so that is interesting. So but you know that is a fair point. Like I'm not saying that it is necessarily the case but because this I can't remember his tag or whatever but the guy replied it to me on Twitter and I was like yeah that is a fair point. We don't know whether G- Zola just didn't want to have a, a lesser role and that is fair enough if that's the case. But that doesn't change that you and I as a fan could could would have wanted him to stay on in a different role and it's just disappointing because who doesn't love Gianfranco Zagzo?
0: Yeah, I mean, we apparently we offered him an ambassador role, which maybe he'll continue, but apparently he didn't want it. So I don't know, that could be an incentive for him. Okay, I'm not going to really have this coaching role anymore here. I'll move
1: on, possibly. Yeah, Yeah. that is quite possible. Um, I mean, one thing that doesn't really suit the conversation, and it kind of, some people could tell me, the fuck you on about, Laws now? I mean, chill. Lampard literally got appointed today. But something that I've always thought about since the first since the first day these Lampard rumours came up, yeah. is it's kind of a bit of an issue that Lampard and Terry are so... I mean, okay, Terry is still only an assistant, but they're kind of so similar in their development. And I always... I don't know, because Terry spoke about being a manager way sooner than Lampard did. So I always envisioned Terry being the manager, rather than Lampard. Um, so do you think that Terry could be the guy after Lampard whenever that may be whether it's in two years, whether it's in five years whenever it may be, do you think Terry could be the guy to take over from Lampard or do you think once we've tried this yeah, um, experiment that. we're just going to go back to big name I,
0: I don't know if we're going to go immediately back to big name, you know, as long as you've got something in the CV but uh, I don't think so, I mean we've talked about this before, there have been those rumours where when been said the board isn't too fond of John Terry because he's such a dominant personality. Um, well, back then it was in the dressing room, but it would be on the coaching bench here, It'd be the same problem. So, I don't know. Uh, it's difficult to say whether that would play a decisive role, but it's probably exactly what the club would need, <laughs> probably. Yeah, but that's why they don't want him. I mean, yeah. Maurizio Sarri was a soft guy in that respect after Conte. I think
1: they just had enough. And, and I think Conte is a bit of a a little kitten compared to John Terry as well, if Terry because at Chelsea anyway, like not in general at Chelsea, Terry, yeah, Chelsea terms, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because a bit that,
0: I don't think John Terry's ever thrown a water bottle at anyone, and he did that at Pirlo, if I'm not mistaken. So Conte at Pirlo, so he's got balls, but John Terry, John Terry, I don't know, I don't, I don't know why. If you ask me why, I can't tell you, but. I can't actually see John Terry being a good coach at Chelsea as a, as a manager, as a first team coach, John uh, Frank Lampard's got the intelligibility. He's rhetorically sound. He just has an overall knowledge where you say this guy, I mean, he's highly intelligent. You know, he, he. I think he's got an IQ of 170 or something like that. And I think that is something that you really need in football. I don't want to further that, you know, that, uh, Overgeneralizing argument, yeah, all footballers are stupid because that's not true. But I mean, Michael Mata, Frank Lampard are the exact opposite of that. But I think you have to be born to be a coach. Frank Lampard has the credent, well, not the credentials yet, but he has the basis to be that exactly that. I don't know about John Terry. I, we don't actually know how much he contributes at Villa what we have heard is that he hasn't sometimes gotten along with the first team coach he's a tricky personality
1: yeah but that's why he should be the first team coach <laughs> like it always surprised me that he took on an assistant role I'm like that is never going to work <laughs> you know that always it was already me. during the
0: Champions League final can you remember him shouting from the from the uh uh
1: gaffer's box yeah can yeah, mean, but, can yeah but that's what i mean though in a sense because you know, you say the born to it, born for it, you know I mean? He started taking notes of what Mourinho did in training, at however old he was, 24 or whatever, mm-hmm. when Mourinho took over, like, to add yeah. at 24, yeah, already, okay. you know, have the, you know, the, the long-term thinking of, right, actually what he's doing is quite it's quite quite good here so and i want to be a manager so i'm going to bring my notebook every day in training and i'm going to write down everything we do which is done for the entirety of his career so i don't think you can say john terry wasn't born to be a manager because he's seemingly because he's
0: i didn't that, say he wasn't said, born
1: i just say that i don't think he'd be good here but i didn't
0: say he wasn't born to be a manager or did i because if so when then sorry temp- that's what i
1: meant you said terry isn't like Terry isn't I don't know, like Lampard is more so than Terry. Whatever. But I'm just saying yeah, Lampard okay. has never said mm. something like that. And to me, when you've worked under so many managers like John Derry has, of course, Frank Lampard has worked under the pretty much exact same number of managers. Um but still when you've worked under so many managers and I mean I'm not saying Frank Lampard was less of a leader. Well he was less of a leader, but if you if you watched Chelsea in that you know, different leader. Yeah, in different leader, but also John Terry was very commanding to his players, not just in defensive shape, generally. He was very demanding. He was like if you if you ever watched him like more individually, he was telling everyone when to press, when to drop back, when to move out, when to come central. Uh-huh. He was telling everybody what to do anyway. So it's kind of that's exactly what a manager does. What I'm not sure about is what kind of style of manager he would be, because he's an assistant and filler and we don't uh-huh. know because Villa don't exactly play the football that I would personally pr- like to see, um, you know he's a bit more of oh. a Jose style. Um, yeah, bad terms, I guess. Um, Diego Simeone comes to mind. Uh, he's kind of the way he is, uh, like that. That
0: deep, but no, no, but just his personality. It seems like you know the guy, the guy yeah. that would go uh, like this, like Diego Simeone.
1: Yeah, that sounds incredible. I'd love that. <laughs> I find that I find that great. I love Simeone, not as his tactics necessarily, but as a personality. I love Simeone; yeah, he's yeah. a great manager. Um, but no, but what I meant is tactics wise. I don't know. We don't know what exactly John Terry actually wants to do tactically because he's not the first team coach. And like you said earlier, we don't know how much of an influence he does have. Um, he always seems like when he stood there, he stood there like you know, he looks a lot more imposing than I forgot the name of the first team manager. And he always looks like he has a lot more to say than the first team manager. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know how much he has to say and whether he has to say a lot on a personal level, but less on so tactics. And that is just, I'd works. The, the manager, that's his job. So I would like to see John Terry, while Frank Lampard is, a first team, is our manager, would like to see him be a first team manager somewhere. So then we can see what he can do. Anyway, it's just something that I thought because John Terry was always way more of a hero to me than Frank Lampard. Not that I have anything against Frank Lampard or anything. Just, I don't know. John Terry always appealed to me a little bit more, which, you know, with all the off-pitch issues, I know some people question it. But yeah, that's just always what it's been like for me. And then Terry didn't leave and play for Man City rather than that refuse to play for anyone against us. Not that that is necessarily say, oh, you know, you're not good enough, Frank Lampard. No, but still Terry refused that. Um, and that in my heart and head is always something that I, I don't know, value Lamp Terry for. Not something that I disvalue Lampard for, but rather that I give extra credit to Terry for. And I don't know. I mean, he's the guy that I have to shout off, you know, on the wall of, not Lampard. That's just always what it's been like for me. Um, so I do hope he comes as a manager one day and he's good at it. Whether um, I'm right at that or not. But yeah, like I said, it's just something that's gone through my, through my mind a lot. Because I'm like, I don't know who I prefer as a manager because, like I said, I prefer Terry as a player, as a guy or whatever. Um, but I have a feeling like you that Lampard might be a better manager, which is a bit sad for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so it's just something that I brought up. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to discuss? Or
0: Well, I, um, just, just to finish that off, because you say, you know, he's like full Chelsea hasn't changed. I think even Frank Lampard Acknowledges that in a way because I think they're on the on par, I'll be honest. But even Frank Lampard, I think, echoes your sentiment because today he said, Well, you know, it's different with uh, John Terry, Mr. Chelsea. I think they know as well this guy embodies Chelsea, the Chelsea DNA 100%. While yeah. Lampard, maybe it's 98%, but
1: you know, I don't give a
0: shit about that. I yeah, think there's he's going to be a brilliant here. manager. Mm.
1: There's nothing wrong, of course. He also came from the West Ham Academy, but that's not something Lampard can be faulted for. So I will never no. hold. I don't hold the City thing against him either. I just, like I say, I hold it pro-Terry rather than counter-Lampard, if that makes sense. Because, I don't know, it just hurt me when he played for City and when he scored. It just hurt me. And when I hear Terry then a few years later say he refused any sort of Premier League uh, club approach because he refuses to play against Chelsea, I don't know, it just makes me a lot happier than seeing Lampard play for Man City. So... (laughs) All right,
0: yeah, I get that,
1: but yeah, okay, no, I understand that. But, um,
0: as as I think we're going to aim to do it a bit short, there's not much more to talk about today, but there is one last thing, and I'd like to hear your uh, your opinion on that. Um, Ian Robin has okay. announced his um, retirement from football, he didn't play that long for Chelsea, I think, was it three years approximately? Um, not quite, but for me we've never actually replaced him on that right wing he is so, he was just that good he, you know someone who continually does the same thing but always gets away with it and has world class results to show for it that guy is a world class player if you ask me he's not messi or ronaldo but you know the guy was phenomenal in his prime and he did so well what could have been if he would have stayed but that's just the way it is but yeah what what are
1: your thoughts on him retiring I was a little bit surprised by it, to be honest, because obviously we all knew that he left Bayern Munich. Mm. But, I, I mean, he explained it, saying, you know, he thought about it long and hard and stuff, but I didn't expect him to leave Bayern and, you know, make that a big official thing. And then yeah. a few weeks later, or a, month, a couple of months later, decided, actually, I'm also going to retire. I, did, I didn't see that coming. I don't know whether I thought he would go to the MLS or whether he would go to... Mm. Was, it, was he at Eindhoven? Where did he start off at Eindhoven? Eindhoven, Yeah. yeah. Or whether he would go back to there, because, I mean, like, RVP went back to Feyenoord or something, mm. you know. Dutch players I think they do tried, that. Lawrence. I think they tried because
0: the manager, who's the manager of, of uh, PSV? I'm not sure. Whoever it is, they actually said they tried to get him. So that...
1: And he wanted too much money or what? Probably, yeah. Probably. I never understand it because I'm like, how, so how is retiring financially more... Like a better thing than playing for less money, I don't understand. I mean, I know you're going good to make point. a lot of money being a pundit, but you're not going to make as much as playing, surely? No, I don't I agree. Yeah, good so point. That that is always a bit strange, but you know, fair play. He had a great career. Obviously, I didn't see much of Chelsea because back then you couldn't really watch many Chelsea games if you lived in Austria. Quite frankly, um, it wasn't really a thing. Like the old Champions League game, and that was only one of the games on Wednesday, and yeah. then you had to be lucky.
0: So, I'm eternally thankful for that we had a sky here. And yeah. so, know, so not the sky that you have everywhere now, but it was still the sky from I'm probably not able to say that. Well, it doesn't matter. We haven't got it anymore. So, <laughs> but, you know, there were, there were ways. And, yeah, uh, no, my family never had that. And obviously I was young anyway. Um, well, that's that, I, <laughs> sorry, that's um, the, the, that's the advantage of having, you know, English or being British because you just have them family then, but whatever. Sorry, yeah,
1: no, no, I completely mm. agree. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that was that. So I obviously know him a lot more from his Boy Munich days. Even about Real Madrid, I didn't see him that much. I mean, I've, I've watched a game of him at Chelsea, not that many. And mm. great player. And I was like, jeez, he's quick. <laughs> I remember thinking you're thinking that. Yeah. I was like, well, Jesus, quick. Got a good left foot. Always thought he doesn't have a right foot. Still does not to this day. Um, bit like Gareth Bale, kind of. Um, but yeah, great career. Achieved a lot. Um, obviously kind of bottled it in then 2010 World Cup final against Spain with that one we won that he had that he could probably bottle. Well, I'm happy because I wanted Spain to win that. Um, but for him, obviously, it must be agonising. And, of course, that Champions League 2012 always blew it hard, bottled a penalty. Um, uh-huh. That was great. Loved it. Um, I mean, if he managed, fancies to change his mind and come to my local team and play for free, please, because we need players. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so call yes. this number <laughs> <laughs> yeah please call us we'll call you as well give me your number uh, but yeah you know it's a you know, great career he's had a lot of you know he's played a lot of big clubs Chelsea, Real Madrid Bayern Munich Bayern Munich for a long time won everything won the Champions League scored also the winner the year after of course he bottled it against us he scored the winner um, against Dortmund so it's true, yeah. great career and you know wish him all the best in his retirement definitely yeah I can only echo that
0: I mean it's- You know, whatever, uh, some people might have some adversities towards him after his Bayern Munich days, because we did have kind of uh, an international battle going on with Bayern Munich over a few years when we faced them now and again. A bit
1: like with Barcelona, I guess, just a bit less. Well, Barcelona. Barcelona. We we met
0: them every bloody year. I mean, I think Bayern it was three times, right? Something Mm. like that. I mean, there was already the ones under Jose where Lampard scored that brilliant goal. So, yeah, we did face him a few times as well, but it was never light with Barcelona. But anyway, point being, still a brilliant Chelsea player and someone that one would sort of definitely wish everything uh, well for his retirement. Uh, he's just thoroughly earned it. And, yeah, I think we can leave it at that for today. Uh, as we said, we tried to do a shorter episode. Next week, we will try and... Make it a bit longer again. Uh, probably be much more to talk about when preseason finally starts. Yes. That,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: And well, we'll one, see. Thing,
1: one thing that I do want to quickly mention is because yeah. I did say that at the start, if you are still listening and watching, like I say at the start, please follow us on our you know, the, the 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 channel's Twitter, I guess they're attacking to Twitter. The links to everything is down in the description because what we might do is when me and Jimmy do like an episode just him and I, maybe we'll do like a couple of questions that you guys send us in on Twitter that we could end, you know, answer at the end of the show or at the start of the show, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if you want to get involved in that, you have to follow us there you see this tweet when we ask you for any sort of questions so you know follow us there uh, follow myself follow my youtube follow jimmy follow us all subscribe on youtube sorry i'm taking over your your outro do your outro jimmy i'm sorry no i'm done
0: (laughs) yeah so what he said uh (laughs) (laughs) what he said and i think we're done here for today i mean brilliant day enjoy your days chelsea fans and up the chelsea and keep the blue flag flying high